right, all right, all right. We're back. You are tuned in to a new episode of the OG Are You Entertained podcast. I'm Trey Lesio, the Dawn of Entertainment, alongside the homie Brandon Ogden. How are we doing? I'm good. It's been a minute yes. since we hopped in the studio, so we're going to have fun with this one. Um, if you're new to the program, we discuss music, movies, TV, sports, and all the pop culture news and opinions you want to hear. Uh, like I said, it's been a minute since our last show, so this might be a long episode. So uh, prepare accordingly, strap in, and uh, let's get right into it. So as always, we start off with our Shoot the Shit segment where uh, we discuss any songs, albums that we've listened to since the last podcast, TV shows, movies we've watched, or funny stories we'd like to tell. I have quite a bit that uh, I've been watching and listening to. Well, not so much on the music front, but uh, Brandon. I was about to you, say music front. There just hasn't been shit. Right, man? It's crazy that uh, we can kind of discuss what we think will be the first big drop of 2021. Well, technically, I think the first big drop has happened, but like. Bieber? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's the first big drop. And I actually kind of like that album, to be honest. It was pretty good. Yeah. The Peaches song is fire. And, Did you uh, listen to it? I haven't listened to the full album, but um, Did you listen to the Peaches song? Mm-hmm. That yeah, one's no, on the radio yeah, already, so it's good. Yeah. That and then the mini Drake drop that we got. True. With the true. Drake and Rose. True, true. Yeah. I kind of forgot about those songs. Um but yeah, other than that, not a lot on the music front, so I'm looking forward to seeing what's happened. Uh have you been watching anything that we're not gonna discuss today or I was trying to think about that. The only like movie I finally watched one night in Miami. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get to all the Oscar movies. Although right. I'm lagging behind with March Madness. Uh, right, it's right. kind of gotten in the way. But, um, so I did watch that. Um, did you like it? Yeah, I did. I actually yeah. did enjoy it. Uh, Leslie Odom, I thought was deserving. Uh, right. nom for supporting actor. He he killed it. On the unfiltered cinematic scale, what would you give it? It's probably like a high six, low really? seven. Okay. So it's not okay. Okay, that's fair. Like it's not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think um, that's low. I'm not gonna lie. I, I really? would think you'd bump it up a little. No, it, it's definitely a COVID movie. Like yeah. it's filmed mostly in like one or two locations. Yeah, so. I. <sighs> Uh-oh. Like, it <laughs> what was, was he going to say? I thought the Ali character was good. Um, I forget Leslie Odom's character's name. Um, Sam Cook. Yes. Um, the singer. Yeah. He was really good. Who yeah. was supposedly the most famous of those people at the time. That's what yeah, they, the time. they made it feel like, at yeah. least. And I, he was the one I don't really know out of the, yeah. that's what makes So, it allegedly, like, the song he wrote was written, like, before this ever happened. Okay. And so, like, that part was kind of disappointing, but... I just thought that the Jim Brown character is voodoo from Friday Night Lights, the TV show, which was hard to get past. Um, <laughs> Aldris Hodge, I think his yeah. name is. Yeah. Um, and he was just very average in the movie. Yeah. And then the Malcolm Lee guy, like I think he was good. They just made Malcolm Lee such a square that it was. he just felt like a drag. And I get like that was like he was – it was all about – The Malcolm the, X character? Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you hear the latest news with him? I think I might have hit you up about it. Uh, yeah. He's that he's going to be in uh, Secret Invasion. Yeah. That will be cool. And, like, I don't think it was a performance. I think that's just the way it was written. Right. Um, but it, it just felt like he was constantly dragging them down, like creating conflict when there didn't really need to be a ton of conflict, yeah. which I get you need I that could, in a movie. I could see that Malcolm X would be the type for that. Tough though. hang. Yeah, <laughs> tough that's hang. what you said. Tough, tough hang. hang. <laughs> um 
Okay. So it was good. I, I thought it was like shot beautifully. I thought because uh, I was Regina King, right? Uh, I thought, I, yeah, I thought she did a great job. I thought the the writing in it, I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I just thought they I thought they left something on a little meat on the bone. Sure. Well, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. And apparently, I think it, it might be based on a play. I believe. Yeah, which is like that. interesting. But I could see it kind of being a play more than yeah. a movie. But, um, so. If you have more, just inter- interrupt me, but I'll, I'll I'll let you think about it, I guess. I am watching Breaking Bad, and holy shit. Are you have hooked? you watched Breaking Bad? No. Okay, okay. No. I won't, like, spoil it, but, like, I, I just finished season three. I'm kind of, like, in the middle, more towards the end, the, the bottom half of uh, season four. And holy shit, it is getting crazy. I love it. Definitely, like... I'll be honest, like after a few episodes, just in terms of the, the series engine and the characters and the storytelling and writing, I could tell you that it would be a top five show. Like, yep. it, it's great. It's so good. I've uh, been watching that. Been watching Seinfeld. So I like to I like to watch a comedy every like I like to have a comedy to watch for like dinner. Mm-hmm. Because I'll sit at my table and just watch it on my phone, and yeah. it'll be like 20 or 30 minutes. Quick. And so Seinfeld is my current comedy. And, oh, my God, I just finished uh, season five. So it's the one where uh, Elaine is down and George is up, and then, and Jerry's all even, Steven. Keeps breaking even. <laughs> right. Uh, it's just oh, it's just such great so storytelling. Great. It's, it's just awesome. It it's is. hilarious. You, need to, you really need to watch Veep. Veep, yeah, yeah. With Julia how many? Rose. How many uh, seasons are there? It's in, quick. In it's Sein- no, in Seinfeld. Oh, in Seinfeld. Because I'm on seven. six. Okay, so I'm getting there. Yeah. Problem is with that, there's like fucking 24 episodes with with each season. Yeah, each season. So they do go quick. The yeah. Seinfeld, and everybody says it. Everybody knows it. Curb. The the last episode was just. I don't know what they could have done. But the last episode just left you a little, a little. little I've seen, I've enough. seen the finale before, like yeah. on TV. But um, th- that's just a show. Like you could absolutely see it being just picked up and, oh, yeah. you know, happening in twenty. I'm almost surprised they have right, right. And Not I'm even sh- with the same characters, but like, you know. And I know they have. Like, they're kind of. I'm assuming they have a deal with Hulu because it's on Hulu. That's why I'm watching it. But. I I believe I'm assuming it's with NBC because they have the NBC mm-hmm. stuff. So I I wonder when the rights go back to that if they'll try it at Peacock or something. Yeah. You would have to think that something like well, that. Well, like coming. even like NBC did when The Office was you know the right. number one show. They did like the mini spinoff kind of with Parks and Rec, where it's basically the same concept. Like I'm surprised no yeah. one's done the similar, same type of concept. A similar take, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would argue that Curb kind of is, but it's the more R-rated version. But it yeah, they but can Curb's do not that. really about friends, right? It's yeah, just Larry David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you get one point of view the whole time, right? Right. I I love Curb too. No, yeah, no, it's Curb's so, great. It's so great, so funny. It would be funny to see like an R-rated Seinfeld, right? Right. Uh, it would be it would be hilarious. Um, so who knows? We'll see. Um, what else do I have on the docket here? Uh, okay, I, I. Oh wait, I, wait! Before you go okay, on, yeah, go t- ahead. speaking to Seinfeld. So Erica was watching. I don't know if it was Cinderella, some type of like live action Cinderella thing, and mm-hmm. it was back in the day. I don't remember what it was, but Jason Alexander was in it, and he really? was singing. 
And it was so funny to watch. That's awesome. J- Jason Alex. So I recent. It's been a little while, but the animated Harley Quinn. He's in that too. And it's just hearing his voice. Yeah. It's like it's George. <laughs> yeah. The other thing it's that awesome. I started, but I haven't picked back up. Um, I watched like four or five episodes. Is Billions. Yeah, you, you told me. You, you told me about that. Yeah, yeah. I need to. Once I'm potential to be better than Succession. Whoa, whoa! I'm putting it out. That's there. That's a hot take. I'm putting brother. it out there. Okay. Well, I might have to, to watch that. To now. me, the plot, like the the plot of it, has so much more potential to me than what. Um, Seinfeld could be, but I'm just Wait, in se- or succession. 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 Okay, I was like, I was, I was staring. <laughs> I was staring at the Seinfeld. Post. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, I think I feel like I watched the pilot. Does it end with a girl peeing on him, or vice versa? Something weird like that. The mate. Yeah, Jumani. Yeah, yeah. I remember the Giamatti. pilot. Yeah, yeah. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Yeah, so I've seen, I also I feel like, like I've seen the you have to take into effect. I love Paul Giamatti. Like I'm a huge fan. Yeah, always have been. Don't know why. He's just one of my favorite. Like is kind it, of secondary actors. Is it something with oil? Is that what they are? I can't no, remember. he's the um, the the district attorney for the Southern District. Okay, um, so he's, so he's attorney. like the top lawyer okay. for the Southern District. I got. And you. then they're like in trying to investigate. Like basically, think of the number one like day trader wall street type okay guy okay it's very yeah that that'll be one that i have to watch for sure so we can kind of discuss it uh together on the podcast i wanted to bring up a movie that i loved and it hasn't gotten a lot of like i don't want to say love i i think it's i think it's well reviewed but this one i don't know it just i really enjoyed it i i've counted uh, i did watch that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did watch that. Entertaining, but just not my type of movie. Um, Concrete Cowboy on Netflix. It's with Idris Elba. Okay. Yeah. Um, really, really good. Uh, just it explores a really cool culture that you wouldn't think. And it's a true story. They have actual cowboys in, in the movie. Really, really good movie. Um, yeah. And I, I so what I'm doing this year is I'm keeping an actual list of movies I'm uh watched and i think i have 14 so far so kind of crazy there have been a for not for movie theaters not really being open there have been a shit ton of movies in 2021 Mm so um looking forward to seeing where my list stands in december um and on the music front really the only thing that i've really 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 been listening to and loved is uh my boy sylvan lequeux has been dropping his uh eps he's dropping a young sylvan trilogy and one and two has dropped so uh, enjoy that. Go check that out if you haven't. Uh, I'm kind of on the music discovery tip a little bit recently. Like I I press play on something that Pigeons and Planes tweeted. Just found another guy I was just starting to listen to before you came here. Um, so, yeah, it's I, I love shit like that. Yeah, Discovering new artists. So, all right, that's our shoot the shit segment. Do you have anything else? I don't think so. Yeah. All right, well, let's get right into it. We're going to kick it off with uh, movies and TV. Um, so I guess before we get into this, are you caught up with Falcon Winter Soldier? Yes. Okay, Of good. course. Cool. <laughs> so uh, we're going to start off with that, the review so far. Uh, do we have three episodes? Are three. We three halfway episodes. Through. Okay, yeah. So we're halfway through. 
Uh, like you said, at, when we uh, when you texted me after the last episode, they got a lot of shit to pack in these next few they episodes. Do. So um, I guess let's just kick it off with our initial thoughts. What do we think of this uh, series so far? Yeah, obviously spoiler. Warning yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert listened. is going to happen here. So, um, so like just from like a broader sense um, to kind of like talk like like without going into detail at first to me it feels like this show is like the most set up to have a second season like i think i i think they need a second season to really like unpack all of these things because i think what they've shown is these characters work together really well but they have a lot to work through right and i really don't know if they can get through it all yeah um in just six episodes. Sure, exactly. So I, I would I would be in favor. Like, I'm not sure we need a second season of WandaVision, although we could. Yeah. And it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, although it'd probably be titled something different. Um, right, right. To me, like, I think this is built up for a second season, and I almost wish they would announce it. That way we could it could be like, right. hey, this is not the series finale, just the season finale. Yeah. Because they do, they have so much shit to unpack these right. next three episodes. Right. Uh, before we go any further, is the rain annoying to you? No. Okay, we're good. It's a little little toasty well, in little here, warm. so I had to open the window. Um, okay, so I think this this show does a really really good job, and I, I think I texted it to you um, to build up the empathy for every character. Like number, just from the first episode, we got really good backstory. Like the the therapy session with Bucky, mm-hmm. I thought that was really compelling. Um, but even like the flag smashers, and I know, I know you. I don't know. If, I don't want to say you have beef with them, but like for me, I can kind of get inside their mind and see where that ideology in their head is the right thing. Same thing with Zemo. Same like same thing, obviously with Bucky and uh, Falcon. Sam, uh, this this just this show does a really good job of feeling empathy for. Yeah, what is would, dubbed as potentially the villain? Yeah, you know? it, even David John Walker when they did like the Good Morning America. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Speech. I don't. I don't necessarily disagree. My only like real beef with this show is with the Flag Smashers, and it's because, well, point blank, like they just haven't had enough time. Sure. Like we haven't had enough time to explore them. We don't know anything about Carly. Or why she became this way, like why this was their train of thought, how they came together, what their like actual end goal is. Like right. we just get loose, like yeah, border or cut like border or nations without borders type talk, right? And which so- is fine, but it's not a full fledged idea, and they they're not telling us or showing us like what they're doing to try and fight. Like, like what was the point of? them robbing the bank or whatever the hell they did in episode one when they kicked in that dude's face. Yeah. Like, what does that have to do with, bo- like, right. nations without borders? Right. So, like, I just don't understand the f- and, the mm-hmm. philosophy and, like, what this group is about. Like, what is their end it. goal, like you said? Yeah. Yeah. My whole thing, like, I, 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 where I come at from the having empathy and getting inside their mind where they, yeah. where it's, you could see where it would be, like, believable in their mind yeah. is the, is the border the world without borders yeah. I, I can no I, yeah. I, that's something i can I get, get behind the, i get the empathy part mine's right. more the detail and, and like the, the, and actual, the motive right right the only like confusing part for me with with them is they keep saying they want things to go 
uh, back to the way it was in the blip before. Yeah, or during the blip. During basically. the blip, right? But I, I, I just don't get what that really means. Like, why would it they just want means like, like chaos? I, it was probably like I don't know if it's like an economic thing where there sure. was less people, so people weren't. But as, again, we it, it hasn't right, really it, been explained to us exactly. So. Um, so that's, and then, and that's then you the loop in the with. super soldier serum yeah. and it kind of adds another confusing yeah. layer. Uh, I just don't know. So this is like my very loose prediction for episode four. So episode one was all about Buck and Falcon. Um, why did I just call him Falcon? I mean, he is Falcon. Yeah, Falcon. no, but that's, what's his actual name in the, uh, Sam, Sam, thank Sam you. Wilson. Um, like it was about Buck and Sam, like mm-hmm. kind of their story. Right. Right. Episode two. Sam fucking giving up the shield like a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Episode two felt more like the John Walker story. Sure. And then episode three was very much the Baron. Zemo. Zemo slash yeah. um, Sharon I have to Carter. Say, I have to say, I'm kind of a fan of Zemo. Oh, yeah, no. I'm kind of a fan. He's Well, he's, he's an awesome actor, right. first off. Um, and he was so underused in yeah. Civil War. Like, he really wasn't in the movie a ton. Right. And so, like, that's why I think... They could end the first season basically with him escaping Sam and Buck, and then episode or season two is them trying to figure out. See, that's what I feel like. It, like, he's definitely a bad guy, but yeah. they're working together. It just feels like it's he because, has to flip. Yeah, but it's because he has like a very strict mantra of like there shouldn't be super soldiers and like heroes. Right, like, right. He has like so it makes sense why he's working with them. So like I like that dynamic that they set up. Yeah, it's just. It just this either needed to be like a fifteen episode show, yeah, right? Right. Or it needs to or be give us a couple seasons. seasons. Yeah. Let me ask you this: with Zemo, so in that last episode, um, when they go in the crate, right? And spoiler alert: Zemo kills the scientist dude yeah. who makes it. To me, when I so I watched it twice. I watched it once by myself, and once again, my cousin always comes over. We watch it. So I watched it the first time, and to me. When I watched it the first time, it felt like Zemo was turning on them a little bit. But then when I watched it the second time, it it felt more that that's what needed to happen, and they just kind of uh, Bucky's like, "Yeah, we need we need him," and that's what needed to happen was for that you know him to kill the scientist dude and then Sharon and all that. So like I don't know. So the first time I watched it, I was like, "Shit, he's turning on him," because it kind of felt like that. Or did you get that vibe? Or no, what? my I guess- thought was just he was like, "Okay, we're not gonna get much more out of him. He's gonna keep creating this shit if he's still alive." But he's still with the team. You still got the vibe in yeah. that moment that he was the team. Okay, yeah, yeah I kind of felt like he flipped there for a segment. Then the second time, I was like, "Nah, he just I think he's, he's just he just doesn't have that moral compass." He like knows those other he's trying. I think he kn- like he's plotting i definitely think that right i think he's just trying to make sure like he has their trust which is why he gets the car why he pulls up like right so no i did but i i do think zemo's been a really cool twist to this and yeah it's been an interesting perspective right but they have to take down the flag smashers take down john walker recapture the shield at this point, Get John Walker loan. isn't really a villain, but I think to uh, me, he's like an antagonist, but he's not a villain. Yeah, like to me, he seems like he is corruptible, and yeah, it seems like it's going to happen. That's what he is basically right, in right. the comics. Is he okay? Like, I didn't even know like he was a, in the comics. Yeah, so. yeah, he like basically becomes like 
power hungry. And, okay. And that's exactly yeah. what is, I mean, set up to be right here. But right. what is that actor in? Is he in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Is he uh, Charlie Manson in that? Because I recognize him from something, but I cannot put my finger oh, yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. He's um no, he, he might be. Um, He's in, because he has a very punchable face. <laughs> Right. I actually he has that like that chin, the, chin, yeah. the punchable chin. Um, no, I actually looked this up because I thought the same thing. I was like, because I, I think in real life he something. has like long hair, or at least in the last big role he had. Yeah, and I just couldn't put my finger on like what else he's been in. Um, Brandon is the the master of the IMDb. I love it. He was in Twenty Two Jump Street. He's also oh, in Arrested yes. Development. Yes, that's exactly what it is. He was the other douche guy who was yeah. with Channing Tatum. Yeah. Okay. The okay. quarterback. Right, right. Yes, right. That's right. what it was. Okay. That that's what it was. Because I recognize him from something. That's what it was. Yeah. Funny. Funny. Interesting. So what I mean, what do you think overall of John Walker that he's gonna turn like he's gonna get power hungry and turn? Um I I agree. I don't see like you said, if there's only three more episodes, there's going to be so much that they have to get yeah. through. Um, and I, I, I want to talk about the power broker. Well, and they just introduced Wakanda back into it. Right. So, like, they're just, right. they keep adding to the story. Right. It's like, right. hey, this is awesome, but chill. Right. Like, we need to figure some shit out here. To me, though, right now, after that episode, and the Wakanda twist was cool, but to me, the most compelling thing moving forward is the power broker. Yeah. Because, I mean, that that to me right now is the villain, I think. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm here for it. I'm excited to see, like, who he is. I'm assuming it's a he, so I'm sorry if not. I think it's Sharon Carter. That was was your uh, take. That's my prediction. Let's let's hear it. I don't know why, but to me, she, like, pulled up real conveniently. And somehow when that one lady was killed, like, everybody knew right away. It didn't make sense because everybody in that room. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the everybody in the Shelby room was killed. Or whatever yeah, Shelby. Was. Yeah, everybody was killed. So only like someone that was watching could have seen it. Which was you might be onto something. You might be onto something. So I, 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 I thought the Sharon Carter character. It was kind of it was a, a twist. Yeah, that, that was cool. But that was that was cool. Um, yeah, I, I like where the show is going. It definitely feels. More like a Marvel movie, like yeah, compared to WandaVision. WandaVision was so unique and different. This feels I actually, like I actually think this feels like a HBO like limited series, like, sure. which it kind of is with six episodes. Yeah, yeah. I think like I don't know. I think the majority of these shows are going to be limited in a six episode style you think i disagree i think for the lesser known actually i lied because loki already said they're getting a season two yeah. they already announced i think that. for the lower like not tier but the lower like known characters that they're introducing through the disney shows they'll get multiple seasons i think they would get like longer seasons like miss marvel yeah to like really Moon flesh Knight. out the characters so that yeah. way we can like maybe get them introduced the, the and, thing is we don't know they haven't yeah. announced so it'll be interesting to see where they go with that um they got just so much content on the oh, way. It's, it's going to be great. I mean, um, I love it. So uh, I will say it like makes me look forward to Friday morning. I'm always like, yeah, oh, I can't wait to put it on. Well, the thing I love about uh, iPhone and Apple TV is it pops up on your mm-hmm. up next. I love that. So I'm like, oh, shit, I need yeah. to watch it. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So you talked about the Sharon Carter. I like I like that theory. Do you have any other theories? Before we move on, I have one theory that I I can't 
claim credit for, but I saw like a headline and yeah. I was like, oh, maybe. So uh, this theory that I just really read the headline for is um, Sam is going to take the shield and become Captain America, but not for Steve, for the Isaiah character that we were introduced to, the old school black dude who has a super soldier serum. So I didn't make that up. I just saw that and yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. The big theory that I keep hearing is that a lot of people believe they're setting up um, the Thunderbolts, which uh, okay. is like a group with okay. Agent Ross being the leader. And okay. so a lot of people are predicting that Agent Ross is going to show up in one of these last. Is that maybe sh- he could be the power broker. Is that a shield dude? Former Agent shield Ross. dude, yeah. Okay. He's the dude that, if I showed you a picture of him. I would know. Yeah, you would know. Um, my 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 Marvel fandom is being exposed right now. I don't know if you can. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That oh, I sense. do with the stash. Right. So a lot of, he turns into like Red Hulk, I think, in the okay. Uh, okay. comics. But a lot of people are thinking that they're like laying Easter eggs to set that and up. And I mean, She-Hulk is coming mm-hmm. too. So maybe that gets looped in. Because I think they already announced that Abomination is going to be in She-Hulk, which is a former Hulk villain in the... Okay, so uh, that concludes our Falcon Winter Soldier review. Uh, do we want to talk briefly about WandaVision? It kind of yeah. is uh, it's kind of not the timeliest of things. It's been, it feels like, what? It's probably been a Three couple weeks. months. Well, did it, it, there was like a week in between. Yeah, maybe? so a month. Okay, so a month since uh, WandaVision has finished, but lots to talk about there. I really enjoyed WandaVision. I really enjoyed it. Um, the, I, I guess, was actually glad that that kicked off before Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I, I think it did Marvel justice. I think so. I think it made more sense that way. Yeah, because it wasn't going to be that way. It was supposed to be flipped. Yeah. Yeah, because but COVID yeah, supposed to already that. have. Black Widow. Right, too, right, right, but. right, right. Um, yeah, so I guess what do we what do we think of, of this series? Um, did Marvel kick off their TV era on the right foot? What, oh, yeah, what do we think killed, here? They killed it. One of it was a slow burn. I think they did they, they did it right with opening with the two episodes that were in black and white. Um, because I feel like if they just did that one, people would be like, uh, Yeah, if they did one and then they went to two, right. Like, okay. Right. Yeah, no, I thought they paced it really well. They kept it confusing. At times, it felt like a horror show. At times, it was the comedy. So, I thought I thought it was brilliantly done. Um, you know, it's confusing at first, but it's meant to be. Right, and I think it, it that was perfect. Like it was putting the piece of the puzzle together. I like I like that. So yeah, no, I did too. And like, no doubt in my mind, Wanda's like the top five MCU character for me now. She, and, and I mean, she's definitely the strongest. Yeah, or one of the strongest. Yeah, no, the strongest. The strongest, <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. And I like give Elizabeth Olsen a lot of credit because she killed it in that role. Like, yeah, that was one of the better performances that we've seen in anything MCU related. Yeah, I me. agree. I agree. All right. So the next question for Wandavision, um, it felt like, and we live in a world of social media and you know theories. And Reddit and all, all of that. So I guess my question to you, 
I know on previous podcasts, it may not have been this one, but the Scrubs pod or something, that I said if if uh, Agatha was going to be the main villain, I would be a little upset because we heard Mephisto, we heard Magneto, like we heard all these theories. Nightmare, I think. Nightmare, yeah, just all these different theories, and then it ended up being Agatha. And you know what? I In the end, I was okay with it. Um, but I guess my question is, were you upset that they didn't really – give into the you know tying it all together with different things and the theories but did they but true true like i think they tied it into the thanos was technically in the avengers he was pulling all of loki's strings like could mephisto be pulling the strings for agatha oh shit oh shit he's he's still holding on for dear hope (laughs) they laid a lot of devil references in there and a little bit too cavalier for me to just think it's coincidence (laughs) with marvel like i think we got the breadcrumbs for a larger villain in wandavision i really do yeah yeah um because there's a reason agatha did this like right and we don't know like there was no real said reason why she did it. She just said she wanted the power. Right. But why did she want the power? It was Agnes all along. <laughs> um, that was the other thing. The intros were always really good. Yeah, and 100%. And the music was phenomenal. And how, how it coincided with a different, yeah. you know, sitcom. I, yeah, that was really cool. Um, let's see. Let's talk about, like, the questions that we had after the finale. Because I think there were at least, like, three big ones. Number one is the vision, I would think. Mm-hmm. Number two is um, the end with the scroll. I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Was there a scroll? Yeah. Yeah. And then three was Wanda. With the dark hold. Yeah, with the book and like chilling on, you know, it, it looking like Thanos just chilling after she fucking uh, defeated everybody. Um, so... Well, and you hear her kids, and and that's that's yeah, and we hear her kids. So though, I guess those are the three big ones for me. And if you have any others, we can discuss those. But well, I think the fourth would be: is Wanda a villain? True. Yeah. True. That's that's a good one. Um, let's start with Vision because I was waiting for like Vision uh, was is the most confusing, right? Part, I think, right. I don't know. So weird. I will say the the vision talk between White Vision and Red Vision was kind of cool when they did the <clears throat> thesis of yeah. uh, or whatever it was called the yeah. the boat thing the boat theory yeah no that that was awesome um, I was just I was waiting for I guess are we calling him White Vision I don't really know for him to come in the end and kind of I don't know just something yeah but. Yes, I, I don't know. That part is what I'm confused about yeah. um, the most. And then, so, um, when, when um, what's the character? Monica Rambo. She looks up, and you said they say him, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think, what are the theories that it's Nick Fury? Nick Fury is kind of the most common theory okay. out there. Okay, okay. Because he's with the scrolls. He built the... True. And we have secret invasions coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the other hot take one, did you say it could be uh, Fantastic Four? Re- yeah, like Reed Richards. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I was thinking there is because she still references the astrophysicist or whatever. Right, and we didn't get that. Yeah, and so like maybe it's him. Right. 
There was also a theory please, could please, be, please. If they do that, make it be John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. That'd be so, so. That'd be so awesome. The other like third theory that's a lot smaller is that it could be Talos, who was like the sure. main scroll in Captain sure. Marvel. So. Sure. And I, I, so we're gonna get to the Loki trailer, but I, I saw a screenshot where uh, a scroll is in Loki. They, they like they circle them in the trailer. So there's that. But. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I thought Monica Rambo was a great. great oh, 100%. And she's has powers now yeah. at the end. Full so ton. that'll be well, what's her name again? In the Photon? Photon? Okay. Something like that. Okay. We got our resident comic book yeah, expert. Who's read here. like one comic book ever? <laughs> right. I love it. Um, so I guess the next thing that we're going to see, at least Wanda in, is uh, the Doctor Strange mm-hmm. sequel. And I guess the question becomes, I guess, do we have any theories for that? Well, number let's, one, let's is she going to be the villain? Is the first the first question is, will Trey see Doctor Strange before the sequel <laughs> comes out? Dude, I actually have been wanting to go on like a Marvel marathon and you just should. bang them all I out. I did it so, when Disney Plus first came out. Right. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely going to do that um, at one point or another. <laughs> <laughs> I won't put a timeline on it, but uh, I, I want to do that. So I will watch Doctor Strange, but um, this movie I'm really interested in because they're dubbing it as a horror-ish mm-hmm. movie. Um, so I guess the question becomes, does Wanda essentially use Doctor Strange to get her kids back? Because looping it back to that final little scene where we hear her kids um, and she's using the the magic and she's becoming the Scarlet Witch. Um so is she going to go more good side? Does she is she going going to go on the dark side a little bit and use dark magic like Agatha? Um, there's a lot right. There's a lot yeah. there to chew on. Yeah. Well, the dark cold, like I guess in comic lore, like is basically like a bad, forbidden type book. Like okay. it teaches you dark magic basically. Right. So um, could Doctor Strange be coming to try to get the um, the dark cold and trying right. to prevent her from truly becoming the scarlet witch because uh, i mean agatha says like you you're more powerful than the sorcerer supreme which we know is doctor strange so could he be trying to you know control wanda's power and does she become upset and then she becomes the villain in the movie so i think there i think it's fascinating i think that is the movie that there's probably going to be the most like fan theories for yeah um and i think that movie more than some of the other ones that are coming out are probably going to help set up like this next phase of Marvel movies. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And uh, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm waiting for Eternals. I, the, the Eternals is yeah. the most mysterious, but I'm most like intrigued about just because yeah, we I don't agree. know anything about them. So that'll be interesting. I, I assume like, a trailer has to be coming. It has to. Be. You would think, right? It's crazy. All right. Um, anything else on Wandavision? No, it was great. Uh, I yeah, was pleasantly. That was the one I was most skeptical about. Right. And, the fact that they can pull something like that off shows you like Marvel's here to stay. Like right. these shows to the new movies, new characters, all of it's gonna be awesome. Right. And it's crazy because really there hasn't been a shit ton of like new TV this year. It's been it's been Marvel. Mar- yeah. Marvel has been taking over twenty twenty one on the TV front. So um all right. Sp- sticking with Marvel, we are gonna kick it to the low key trailer breakdown. Um so it appears 
that Loki has been captured by the timekeepers is what I think they're going to mm-hmm. be called. Um, and Owen Wilson is a part of that. Um, we see, or we hear, uh, we, we hear Owen Wilson say we protect the proper flow of time. And to my understanding, Loki broke reality when he picked up the Tesseract. So we see a little image in there where it looks as if it were a timeline. And then we see when Loki pops in, how it kind of warps a little bit. So my question becomes, does this create the multiverse? What do you think on that? Does it create it? Because I would say no, I think it was created. Or is that a dumb, is that a dumb, not Marvel fan theory? (laughs) Sorry. I don't know. It's no, just, the multiverse is already created, though. Yeah, from with Thanos. Game. Yeah, right. with everything. Yeah, that, that's a stupid question. We'll edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> but but okay. So I guess does it create a no, like a, just a separate timeline? Oh yeah, with them doing yeah, that? absolutely. Okay, okay. I think the whole show is going to be that where it's just separate timelines, right? Because I mean, Loki's dead in most timelines. Yeah, except for this one, right? It looks really cool. It yeah, looks this it is, re- really fascinating. Uh, I think this will be the best show of them all. One, I think Loki is just a beloved figure in yeah, Marvel. Right. So I think that alone um, will kind of help carry it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this show has the most potential of any of the the three big ones that, that we know about. I just love the like mischievous... Um, scheming vibe that Loki has, and I think that'll create like a compelling character oh, yeah. that will be that will be worthy of a long form storytelling. That is the the TV show route. Um, yeah. So, like I said, Owen Wilson and the Timekeepers they seem to want Loki to help them fix the timeline. Um, I don't know. Where do we have any predictions as to where we think this story is going? Obviously. It looks like, I mean, Loki being Loki, he's going to fuck them over. Um, but ultimately, I feel like he's the, the hero of the story. So he'll fuck them, but probably end up helping them. But I think it's like one of those things. It's in the eye of the beholder, right? Like with Loki, you can never say like he's like he became the good guy in the end of Ragnarok. But, spoiler alert! No, yeah, <laughs> just spoiler, kidding. Spoiler just alert. kidding. Um, <laughs> For me, I still haven't watched God, it. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, but like, he's still like, he took the tesseract, like, in time, time hopped in um, uh, Infinity War or Endgame, whatever one. Yeah. So, like, I just think there's always with Loki the the good and bad, like, right. And so it's part of the time, we'll, like, we're going to think he's good because we love Loki. Yeah. But he could be doing bad things. Like, the timekeepers are probably good. Like, we probably right, right. should be rooting for them. But right. because we love Loki, we're probably not. Right. I I, I, I love, I, I guess not love, I just found it really interesting and cool when they say, we need you to sign this. This is everything you've ever said. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's absurd. And then it, like, pops Pops-out. out and it says... You need to sign this too. I'm just like, I'm very intrigued with these timekeepers. Yeah. It's kind of interesting and mysterious. Um, yeah. So we'll be looking forward to this one. I think it comes out in June. So yeah, that sounds right. That sounds for sure. Yeah. So I would, I would think that this, and I haven't timed it out fully, but I'm a, this, I think it's black widow and then Loki. Okay. So 
Winter Soldier Falcon, Falcon Winter Soldier is going to end, then Black Widow, because that's coming on Disney Plus Premium, which we'll talk about in the uh, later in this podcast, and then it's going to be Loki. Mm-hmm. So just constant, constant, constant content. So, all right, let's keep it going with some trailer talk. Uh, the Suicide Squad, we're going to talk the Red Band trailer. Did you watch that one? Most of it. Most yeah. of it. Okay, so uh, the trailer begins with part of the team going to save Harley Quinn, and uh, we find out she has already been broken out. They have some witty or banter, and uh, the overall story does seem to be about the same as the original Suicide Squad. Um, obviously, a different team, and I really think a different tone. Like it's it's a little more. It seems a little more comedic. Obviously, it's rated R. Um, the, the tone seems a lot different. We're still getting the storyline of their, uh, group of bad guys going to help save something and they have the chip in their head. And if they, you know, disobey, they get their head blown off. This one just seems like it's going to weigh a little bit more with it being rated R. There's probably going to be like, even on the posters, um, that they came out with, it says, don't get too attached so we're going to see some characters dying here. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be a different tone. We also, uh, one thing I found interesting in the in the trailer, Captain Rick Flagg, Bloodsport, who is Idris Elba, and Harley Quinn, uh, they seem to be interrogating the character The Thinker. Uh, on his character poster, The Thinker is surrounded by starfish-looking things. And then in the end of the trailer, we see a giant kaiju uh, which it's that that dude in the bunker is like, holy shit, we got a kaiju or whatever, and it's this big, giant starfish. And um, I saw some things on Twitter that it could be Starro, and they, I, I saw like some comic book covers with mini starfish looking things over the face of different characters, and I think it's like some mind control little thing. So I'm thinking that there's going to be a connection between the Thinker and the Starro character. I'm assuming is the villain. Um, so I don't know. I, to me, I'll be honest with you. I'm here for this. I think it's. I love the tone. I I think James Gunn is going to get it right. I think he's the right man for this. I I love how we're getting all these weird characters, really probably like D-list characters that he is going to mm-hmm. bring to the forefront. Kind of like he did with like a Guardians of the Galaxy, Absolutely. you know. Except it's gonna be you know that R-rated layer. I I, I just I, I like that. Um, where King Shark is voiced by uh, Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. Thought that was a awesome touch. Um, one thing we can contemplate is Taika Waititi is in this movie, and he his character is yet to be revealed. I've seen some theories. So people originally said, oh, he's going to voice that Starro character. And James Gunn already shot that down. So there's a character in this. Um, it's a girl, and I don't know her name, her the actress. But uh, her character is Ratcatcher 2. So a lot of people are saying it's gonna, he's going to be Ratcatcher 1. Mm. And James Gunn did I, – I, I've been kind of following James Gunn when this first dropped. And he didn't confirm or deny that. So I could definitely see that. I don't know. I, I'm just. I, I love. I love the vibe of this movie. Like it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be funny. I really like like John, John Cena with the the. I don't know if you watched the whole trailer. Yeah, did you, the helmet. 
the helmet, but I was gonna say the the dick joke that they made. Oh, maybe I, I don't know if I saw. At that. the end of it, they say something like, uh, "Eat a bag of dicks." Or no, yeah, Idris Elba goes, "Eat a bag of dicks," and they're walking on a, a beach, and he goes, "If there if there were five thousand dicks on this beach, I would eat every one of them if it meant uh, I could, you know." get liberty or something like that it's just fucking it's hilarious i i don't know it's gonna be a funny movie yeah it's Um, definitely gonna be a lot funnier than the first one right which is good it's what it needs um and probably a lot more violent and and yes 100 messy which you know look the recipe for dc hasn't worked so hand it over to someone who's done a superhero movie that's been a collab type movie and has made it work so i think james gunn was the perfect hire for dc right be interesting to see if they lean into that and, uh, and and in terms i guess in terms of the future of dc i don't know where this is going to hold up and like help them i'm just saying for an individual movie it looks fun yeah. and cool yeah um so there's that speaking of that we i didn't put this tidbit in the doc uh to talk about but i'm thinking about it right now so i want to bring it up they i did see an official report that's saying DC is going to make an interconnected world moving forward. Um, not the Snyder cut, not sn- to restore the yeah, Snyder so verse. Those. Um, yeah. So I don't know what movies are going to tie Batman. Yeah. You got the Batman world. You got, you know, the walking Phoenix Joker. Like you got so many different fucking things that they can do. You got the suicide squad. You got black Adam with the rock coming up. It's messy. It's messy, but on an individual level for this movie, I'm I'm here for it and I, I'm ready for it. Yeah, no, I, I I'm here for this movie. Yeah, I think it comes out in August. It'll be the HBO Max uh, theater thing. Maybe maybe that's another one we can rent the theater out and go see. Yeah. So I'm sure it'd be better on a big screen. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. So, all right, keep it moving. Uh, we got the Space Jam two trailer finally. Um, I don't know. I I have like a little bit of mixed feelings on this. Um. To be honest, I was pleasantly surprised, but um, there are some things where I'm like, uh, I could see it going terribly wrong. Um, I don't know. I guess what were your initial thoughts on on this trailer? Okay, I just want everybody to take a step back. Yeah. Okay. If you love Space Jam, the original movie, <laughs> it's going to be a lot different. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But like, go back and rewatch it right now. Yeah. It's not great. <laughs> it was meant f- to be. A movie for us kids. Yes. Right, right. And so don't hold it into this lore like it won a fucking Oscar. Because <laughs> yeah, it did. Fair. And Michael Jordan was not good in the movie itself. I haven't watched it in a long time. Exactly. So before people start shitting on this movie and shitting on LeBron, just do yourself a favor. Go back <laughs> and watch Space Jam. You're going to remember it a lot differently, I promise you. Fair. Okay? Fair. Remember, this movie is not for 27-year-olds. It's not for 45-year-olds. It's for fucking kids. Fair. Fair. Okay? So it's not going to be nominated for best and, picture. Yeah, and I... And nor should it. No. I, I know that. I just I so, just want a little bit of nostalgia. That's all I want. And I think we're going to get that. I think it's going to be fun. I think yeah. the fact that it's different is going to play to its it. advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a kids movie. It's gonna be cheesy as hell. Yeah. There's gonna probably be some terrible acting in it, and there's gonna be some real stupid things that happen in this movie. It's a kids movie, right? 
That's fair. You grade it like you grade, you know, like an animated movie or something. Like sure, yeah, it was really good, but it's still an animated movie. And I watched Tom Jerry, Tom and Jerry this year. I actually kind of liked it because I knew going in it was a cheesy kids movie, right? Um, you know, and the fact that it gave me a couple laughs, I'm like, okay, it's not bad. So it's what it's going to be here. Exactly. Um, okay. So just to break down the trailer a little bit itself, uh, it looks like LeBron's kid gets pissed at him and, uh, he falls into this virtual world, which I going back and watching the, the, uh, trailer, it's called the server verse. Apparently, uh, it appears that LeBron's goal for this movie will be to save the, his kid. Don Cheadle in the movie says the only way you're getting your son back is if you and I play a little basketball. Um, we see LeBron writing down what his super team will be. We see that um, Superman, Gandalf, which I think he's from Lord of the Rings, yeah. uh, King Kong, Iron Giant, uh, I'm assuming more. We also see little cameos from the Flintstone. I don't know if you saw this because there was a screenshot. The Night King from Game of Thrones. Yep. Um, I'd never seen this movie in full. I've seen bits and pieces, but Clockwork Orange mm-hmm. I saw is in there. So here is my only potential beef with this movie. I, I know going in it's a kid's movie. I know I'm not expecting great acting. I'm just expecting a couple laughs, a little bit of nostalgia, like some cool animated shit. For me, the biggest thing that they could fuck up, and maybe it'll be cool. Maybe they'll find a way to make it cool. But to me, this feels like Warner Brother. Warner Brothers is using this movie to throw all of their properties on the wall and loop this into some synergy thing. Because we we're gonna get Game of Thrones, Clockwork Orange, The Flintstones, Looney Tunes. Yeah, I just hope that they don't overdo it. But those are just going to be fun little like cameos in the background. I hope so. I and hope it's so. like, oh, you have to take a picture and see who you, all you see. Like they'll be in the audience watching the basketball game. Sure, it's not going to be. I did so prominent roles where how, it's going to be the game will be sponsored by HBO Max. Like, <laughs> you know, that's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> but no, uh, it's just going to be fun little side yeah. character cameo things that they probably won't even talk. They'll Go, just be in the background. Going back and watching the trailer again for the breakdown part of it. Um, so when LeBron gets kind of sucked into the, this world, I, 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 if you briefly look, it looks like there's going to be other worlds. And I think I saw on one game of Thrones. So maybe there's like in that little, like, uh, I can't remember what I even called it. The, um, the vert, the, what is it called? The tunnel thing. The yeah. Verse, the server verse, the server verse. Maybe we'll get those other entities. I don't know. I just hope they, I hope they don't overdo it with in that regard. I think it'll be all right. You think it'll be all right? I, the I, real question for this movie is: so Space Jam gave us the "I Believe I Can Fly" the music, R. Kelly. Yeah. Who would you have be kind of the like? There's going to be a prominent song in this movie. Has to be. So, are you saying like a, a new song or I Believe I Can Fly? Uh, it'd be a new, but it'll be similar to a yeah. I Believe I Can Fly. Who would you have voice that prominent song? I'd probably say John Legend. That was my initial thought, too. Yeah. You have anybody else? I was also thinking Frank Ocean could be Ooh, one. Th- that would be sick, but I no way that happened. <laughs> the third <laughs> that one. That would I, be awesome. The third one I could think of was The Weeknd. The Weeknd. Okay. Um, What's the other like seal song? Fly like an eagle. Yeah. That would be cool to see like somebody do that too. 
Or just um, the Space Jam song. And then the Space Jam. Yeah, yeah. I bet th- I bet they redo some songs. And yeah, then I'm do sure they songs. probably stay away from I Believe I Can Fly would be my guess. but Yeah, I don't know. You know. But yeah, um, I don't know the date on this movie. I think it comes out before Suicide Squad, maybe tell, yeah. summertime. I'll be here for it. It looks fun. It, it, it looks like be a fun. fun movie. The trailer exactly. exceeded my expectations. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised yeah. with the trailer. Um, two other And let's just say that LeBron's a better actor than MJ. Yeah? What? MJ's not a good actor. Go back and watch that movie, folks. <laughs> I'm telling you. I need to, I'm surprised it's not on HBO Max at this point. Yeah, I am too. Right? You'd think they'd drop it like right, right now. Right before. Yeah. Uh, Zendaya will voice Lola Bunny, which was Listen, a surprise. We all had crushes on Lola Bunny when we were children. And Zendaya is going to only amplify woof, that. Woof. I, I love you, Zendaya, if you're listening to this yeah, somehow. Same. Let's get it. Um, the Goon Squad villains will include Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, Anthony Davis, Diana Teresi, and I'm not even going to try Tarassi. the other. What did I say? <laughs> Teresi. Tarasi, yeah. Tarasi, Tarasi is a character from Power. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> and there's another uh, WNBA player who I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name. Brandon's the pronunciation guy here. Oh, uh, yeah. I you never, want to you try that one? <laughs> Nanika. <laughs> it's Nanika. She's on ESPN. Uh, Oguim, Oguimi or something like that. I don't know. There, you She's heard very there. good on ESPN if you ever want to listen to her. Okay. Okay. There's that. So Space Jam 2 coming soon. looked weird. The what? The Lillard, Damian Lillard. And character. I think he's the main villain, if you will, or the main like goon squad, because yeah. he came out and said like he has a prominent part. He's not just a cameo. So yeah, he looked weird. He was like a gold robot. Yeah, he had like some clock, like some yeah. watch looking thing. Yeah, it'll be interesting. All right, we still have a lot to get to, so I'm gonna try to kind of go at a decent speed here. Um, we got the Oscar noms. Um, do you, you're kind of the guy who reels them all off. You want to do that, or how do you want to do this? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. All right. For best picture, we have The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of the Chicago Seven. And I'll be honest, I'm I'm pretty proud of myself. I have seen all but three of these. Uh, I still need to see The Father, Minari, and Promising Young Woman. Um, I plan. I, I at least plan to rent Minari and Promising Young Woman. I don't know much about the father other than like Anthony Hopkins is in it. Long ago. Oh, really? Yeah. For like on a streaming, streaming or I just think so. oh, well, if it's on streaming, I don't have to rent though. That's cool. Um, do we want to do predictions or do we just want to reel them off? You give me your prediction since you've seen most of these. I have. It. I if we'll I do were like to, a when are the Oscars? Probably. I would say shit. Okay, I don't we have know. time. I don't know. We'll do like a preview show for the Oscars. Okay, but just give a give me your your gut reaction. If it were me, like my favorite movie off of this would either be Judas and the Black Messiah or Trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, but I think Nomadland will win. Okay. So there's that. Uh, best leading actress: We have Viola Davis and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andrew Day in the United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman, Francis McDormand in Nomadland, Casey Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. So this I, one to me seems like the biggest lock. You're going to say uh, Francis McDormand? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so j- just throwing this out there, the uh, Golden Globes gave it to Andre Day for United States versus Billie Holiday. I watched that movie. Um, it was pretty good. Um, I could also see Viola Davis winning. Yeah. I'm actually going to probably predict her, to be honest. Okay. 
Best Leading Actor, Riz, Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Gary Oldman in Mank, and Steven Yeun in Minari. Again, I think this one's... Chadwick right. Boseman? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're going to give it to post uh, the posthumous win to Chadwick Boseman. The only other... Uh, I, I could... You know, if they're going to give it somewhere else, I could see Riz Ahmed because I, I really fucking love that movie, Sound of Metal. Okay. So. Best Supporting Actress, Maria... Bakalova and Borat 2, Glenn Close and Hillbilly Elegy, uh, Olivia Coleman and The Father, Amanda Seyfried and Mank, and Yoo Jung Yoon and Minari. I haven't seen Minari, so I don't know how great those performances are. Um, out of the ones I've seen, I'm going to go Amanda Seyfried and Mank. Okay. Best Supporting Actor, we have Sasha Baron Cohen in The Trial of the Chicago 7, Daniel Kalula and Judas in The Black Messiah, Leslie Odom in One Night in Miami, Paul Racy in Sound of Metal, Lakeith Stanfield in Judas in The Black Messiah. So I think the the surprise here is that Judas and the Black Messiah has both of their main characters in supporting. Um, I think it's going to go to Daniel Kaluuya. At least I I think that's who deserves it. Runner-up would be Sasha Baron Cohen in Trial. Yep, I agree. Best Director, Thomas Vinterberg, Another Round, David Fincher, Mank, Lee Isaac Chung in Minari, Chloe Zhao in Nomadland, and Emerald Emerald Fennel Fennel in Promising Young Woman. So I think it's going to go to Chloe Zhao, who um, also is going to be the direct, well, is a director for the Eternals. Yep. Um, but I think Nomadland is going to ruin this. I have to say, I've never even heard of another round, that movie. So that's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, best animated film, Onward, Over the Moon, a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. Oh, that's all one That's movie. all one, yeah. Uh, Soul and Wolf Walkers. Again, I think this is I will say... If th- this should be the biggest of locks out of the yeah, whole what we listed here, th- I'm telling you, uh, you haven't seen this yet, have Still you? Haven't, man. I'm telling you, you have to watch it. Might it might be a movie. I'm home alone this weekend. It's this a, be, it's amazing. This might be the one. Soul hits different, bro. It's so good. Um, if this doesn't win, it'll be an absolute travesty. I fucking love this movie. I I, I it's a top three Pixar movie for me. That's a hot take, but I'm mm-hmm. willing to die on that hill. Um, I would say the only big snub that I can think of is, uh, Delroy Lindo from, um, fuck the, the five bloods. I really think he deserved a, at least a supporting actor. Nom. Um, he killed it. Other than that, I think they did a good job of making it diverse, but also, you know, obviously nominating worthy, um, people and movies. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be, it'll be cool. What I guess before we move on, the only snubs I can think of is something from Tenet. I feel like should have been on this. I thought John David Washington see, could I'm have not, been. I'm not a big Tenet guy, but it will. You he, know, he was great in that movie. In, ter- in terms of like visual effects and shit, yeah, it's gonna that win. that will win yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Oh, I guess out of all the best pictures that you haven't seen. I guess I don't know if you've seen any of them. What are you most excited for? Or have you seen Trial of Chicago Seven? I've seen Trial. I've yeah, seen yeah. two of them. Okay. Um, What's the other one? Uh, oh, Judas and Black Messiah. Yeah, yeah. together. Right. Asshole. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the one I'm most excited to see is that what you asked? Yeah. Probably Nomadland, just okay. because I think it looks interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I know you liked Sound of Metal. That's probably the one I'm least excited really? to watch. Okay. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I see it, and I always hover over it, and I'm like, 
I don't want to watch <laughs> this. <laughs> it's it's really good, man. It's really good. Uh, I'm sure it is. It just yeah. The one that I don't know. It's my a buddy of mine told me that the father was really fucking good, but that's the one I'm kind of least interested yeah. in. I don't know. Anthony Hopkins just doesn't. I, do I heard it for it's me. amazing, but I. I I just don't. He was I don't good know. in the what the two popes or the new pope. Yeah, the two popes. That? He was good in that. Yeah, but like other than that, yeah. I, I really just can't look at him and not just think Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> I think of the Westworld guy. Really? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, um, I'm excited for Promising Young Woman. I need to. I need to see that. Yeah, I heard that one's actually pretty good. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's keep it moving. Uh, Netflix bought the Knives Out sequels for a, a small chunk of change. Only four hundred and fifty million dollars. Are you entertained budget yeah. for this year? You know, yeah, we could have had this. some light, some we, light. We, we could have premiered them on our website. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan Johnson will return as director, and Daniel Craig will reprise his role with different casts and different mysteries uh, to solve with each of the movies. Do you think these will be successful? And are you interested? I am interested. I do think they will be successful. How successful? Who knows? Netflix will probably say thirty-seven. Yeah, they'll never actually it. tell us. <laughs> no, they'll tell us, but it'll be a stupid number. That <laughs> right? Yeah, there's not even that many people in the world. Um, <laughs> they clicked on one second of it. Yeah. yeah. So I'll be interested to see if Netflix tries to do this um, kind of tiered release where it's somewhat in theaters, sort of like they did with the Irish Yeah. Man. I would assume if you're spending that much money on it, you probably have to put it in theaters <laughs> you would, a little bit. You would think. But you never know. Um, but I am excited. I thought Daniel Craig's character was so awesome. Um, a donut hole inside a donut <laughs> hole. <laughs> like, it just... Such a fun movie. It, it was so a fun good. movie. And you can do completely different themes and different, right. you know, storylines and characters. And so it's funny, you know, they did the... What was it? The... Uh, the is it the death on the nile or orient express yeah um yeah. where it's like those three movie like their books but they were trying to make that like the the what are these called the whodunit movies yeah yep. and it didn't have anywhere near the success of yeah. knives out and now knives out it's going to be the three three series whodunit so right um, just interesting from that perspective i'm but, rooting for ryan johnson too. i am too after, after the last jedi which i'm not the biggest fan of root Killed it with Knives Out. I'm rooting for him. He's a guy that needs... Sim- so Star Wars is giving him his own trilogy still, yeah, right? Yeah, true. So like, he's the kind of guy that needs that, right? Like, Give him his own creative space. He's going to come up with something good. Yeah. Just probably don't give him part two of a three-part trilogy with I different f- directors. And this isn't going to happen with the Star Wars series, but I feel like he would thrive in an environment like James Gunn is doing with uh, yeah. the Suicide Squad, where I he love- has that ability to kind of... Flex it to rated R and the little humor. Yeah. I feel like they're they're very similar in tone. To me, it's like him, James Gunn, and then Taika. Uh, Watu. Yeah, those, like, three those three are three very like the creative juices to right. be like violent, funny, right, dark. Yeah, um, but also have like messages, such witty like, writing and yeah. messages. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's like fast paced. Like right. those are three of my favorite directors right now by far. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right, let's kick it to this uh, Kenobi cast because it's yeah. fucking insane. Uh, they recently announced, so obviously we know Ewan McGregor is coming back as Obi-Wan Kenobi and Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader. But they also uh, came out, we don't know the rest of these characters by their character name, but uh, they just yeah, revealed. Some of them. Do we know yeah, some of Joel them? Joel Edgerton. Oh, right, right, right. He was in the trilogy. Yeah, 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 you're, you're right, Lars. you're right. Yeah, touche. 
Um, do you want to reel these names off? Because I, yeah, I don't want to. Bonnie Pieces, I think she is she Uncle Lars, like girlfriend or wife uh, or whatever. Okay, maybe. So she might be a returning cast too. But uh, Kumail uh, Nanjiani was a surprise. Right. I think but the, great. Like he's yeah, huge. He's, so awesome. he's great. He's going to be in the Eternals. Right. Um, yeah, right, right. I was listening to. Uh, Lights camera barstool, and they said he'd be the most Jack Jedi of all time if they made him a Jedi. <laughs> right, um, Indira Varma. She is in. Game, she was in Game of Thrones. She's the one when uh, Pedro Pascal gets his head blown up by the mountain. She goes, ah! <laughs> okay. yeah. I should know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Uh, Rupert Friend. Don't know him off the top of my head, but he I don't had know. to be an IMDb search. Yeah. Uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Super, yeah, that's crazy pick, but I'm here for that. Uh, Soon Kang, Simone Kessel, and Benny Sadfi. Benny Sadfi is the, the sad, it's not, it's a, is it Sadfi? Sadfi brothers. Yeah. Uh, he was, uh, so have you ever seen Good Time? Yeah, I know the Sadfi brothers. Okay, are. yeah, so uh, obviously they directed Uncut Gems, but he was at, they also directed Good Time, but he was in Good Time, so. He's kind of apparently trying to pursue the acting career a little bit. But let's just talk for a minute how stacked this cast is. It's going to be crazy. Obviously, like, I, I think some rumors have come to the surface that um, this is 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, I believe. And yes. I think they've already confirmed that we're going to get the 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 rematch of a lifetime between Hayden Christian's Darth Vader. Oh shit. By the way, Soon King is the dude from uh, fast and furious. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. I didn't there you know go. That. We're, we're, we're hating. Um, yeah, that, that he's a dope, he'll be a dope character too. Um, but anyway, we're, uh, it, it's been rumored that we're going to get the rematch of the century between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. Um, I've also heard that, Qui-Gon Jinn may be a factor in this. I also heard that we're going to start on Tatooine and potentially travel to a water planet. So a lot of rumors floating around. I'm really excited for this series, especially after this cast came out. Yeah, and with the success that Disney has now had in the right. TV series, whether it be you know Clone Wars, uh, Rebels, uh, and then obviously Mandalorian, right, um, and you know, even the preview for the um, Bob Fett. No, Bad Bunch. Um, oh, Bad Batch. Bad Batch. Right. Um, like I think Disney has kind of got the formula now. Um, you know, for these shows, so I think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be entertaining. I, it, I think you can tell from the cast, like they're not going to hold back. I think on budget, so like <laughs> Hell no. action senses. Uh, sequences, excuse me, will be fun. I think the one thing that'll be interesting to see is um, how much do they age Obi Wan? Like, if it was only ten years, you might not really have to age Ewan McGregor, right? But it'll be interesting to see that, and then um, you know how much they use Darth Vader, and then honestly, just the storyline. Yeah, like I think it's going to be so fascinating. I have to say, I hope, I hope that they take a take a trick from Marvel's book in terms of storytelling. I hope it's more like WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier in terms of one episode progressing to the next. And that we all know if you listen to this podcast, that's my one beef with the Mandalorian is how Too episodic. It's, it's different missions. Every fucking episode, 
No, give me something that and I progresses. Think I think it will. I, I doubt it helps you because there's not going to be a bunch of different. Like it's going to be one constant storyline. I would assume, and especially if it's only six episodes. Like, yeah. So the interesting yeah. thing will be: Do you think at the end it's going to be like I heard there was a boy born with no father? Like, are we yeah, going to get mean, mentioned to Anakin? You mean Luke? No, Anakin. What do you What do you mean? Oh yeah, Luke. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> Anakin's going to be in this. <laughs> Sorry, I was. Tripping. No, you're good. I, 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 yes, they have to. I yeah. think. Yeah, you know what? How they, how they loop it is going to be. You know, it's more so how if yeah. you know. Or does he if. go check in on Leia? Because he does know where Leia is. Yeah, true. Maybe that's the fucking water. Now nah, I don't know because she's with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Smiths. Yeah, that. Will Jimmy Smiths be in it? That could be cool. That that could definitely be a story a storyline. It'll be fun. Will Yoda be, be in it? Endless possibilities. They would have to travel, but like I don't know. From where they, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I don't even want to get into the fan theories. I want to just. Wait, let how it could Qui Gon Jinn be in it? Well, he would oh, be like dead, but ghost? like yeah, like a Force ghost. I see. Because. Because he, I'm getting my Star Wars timeline all confused. Yeah, I I'm know. with you now. Yeah, so it's uh, it would have to be Force Ghost because if you think about it, Obi Wan teaches Luke yeah. how to speak in the for you and know through see, Force. I mean, we so see Qui Gon. So Qui Gon Jinn has to teach. We see Obi Wan Force that. Ghost. Yeah, in like the remaster. Right, right, right. <laughs> but that would be really cool if we got Liam Neeson just as a surprise in this. I'd be fucking but, hype. Liam Neeson uh, is a little busy. He's got the 187th weird action movie. To, yeah, to right. Make, so right on a on a might, snowy train might not be filming. Right. That would be that would be really cool. All right, let's keep it moving. Do we want? We don't have to list out this whole uh, Lakers cast. I just if you want to do yeah, the highlights, I think the biggest one is Bo Burnham as Larry. Yeah, Burnham. that that's the biggest like surprise. I think. But um, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go through some of the John C. Riley is kind of an interesting yeah, one. Yeah, Jerry Buss, Quincy Isaiah's Magic Johnson. I'm just trying to see if there's names. Adrian there. Brody is Pat Riley. Yeah, that's a good one. Michael Chit Chicklis is it Chicklis? He's Chicklis. from uh, yeah, the 20th. Shield. Oh, he's from the Shield. Okay, it's Red Arback. I don't know. This is gonna be really cool. Jason Segel is Paul Westhill. Right. It's gonna be really cool. I'm excited. I. I'm, it's another stack cast. Let's go stack cast for stack cast. Are you picking Kenobi or the Lakers cast? Oh, Kenobi. Kenobi's got Kenobi. The star power. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, and I love me some Bo Burnham, but like. That's going to be so interesting. We, so weird. I hope he got a jump shot. <laughs> true that. True that. Um, I just want to know like when, when these are coming out. I also wonder if it's going to be actually like basketball themed. Like I have a feeling we're probably not going to get a ton of actual basketball. Nah. I wouldn't think so. so. Maybe like brief. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't think so. It'd be, it's probably more behind the scenes and the drama. Also, Still here for it. It's also funny they casted someone as Donald Sterling. Uh, I know. Sterling. I, I saw that. I was like, yee. Not a great look, but I, it's on HBO. I'm here for it. I miss HBO Sunday nights. Like I haven't had a great uh, HBO show that I sit down appointment style and watch. Yeah. Like I'm ready for that to come back. So. All right, uh, let's keep this going. This might be uh, further, like a maybe we have to continue this conversation further. 
But uh, Disney announces Black Widow and Cruella will debut simultaneously in theaters and on Disney Plus Premium Access. Listen, we're going to this. We're going to Black Widow at a theater. Well, I was okay. Okay, that's fine. I was gonna throw. Out, I was gonna throw out if you wanted to do it at a a certain mo- a theater room. If we want to do it that way, we could do it there. Yeah, I yeah, mean that's probably whatever. Be- that's probably better. Yeah. The only problem is it's th- it's gonna be like thirty dollars, which I if we yeah, all split it, yeah, and we'll put bad. it on popcorn and yeah, drinks at that point, right? We'll just make either way it would be cool. We'll make Papa Steve pay for that one. <laughs> would you do Cruella? I'm excited for Cruella. I'm that excited. trailer got me excited, but I'm excited, I probably wouldn't I pay know. thirty dollars. Yeah, if they did like a package where it was like forty and you get both. So let me ask you this: I, I haven't done any of the Disney premiums. Did you? You didn't do it for Mulan or anything, no. did you? I, I still haven't even watched Mulan. I haven't either. I haven't. I heard it wasn't that great. Um, yeah, they didn't do the fucking singing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, but if you're not gonna give me the Christina Aguilera Ballard, then I don't want it. Honestly, I don't really. Or Eddie Murphy. I don't get why Disney is going on the trajectory of just remaking old movies live action. I think they need to yeah, because they made billions. Well, of yeah, one hundred percent. But mean, it's, it's like easy. It's, it's the just, easiest thing in the world to do. It's just give me some new shit. But anyway, um, I, I think they're giving you plenty, my guy. Touche. All this Marvel <laughs> and Disney talk that we've talked the last three and a half hours about. <laughs> And he says, give me some more content. <laughs> but that's Disney. all existing IP. It, it, we'll get into this. Okay, let, let's just keep <laughs> it going. Um, so this this news comes after Warner Brothers made big waves earlier in the year when they announced the same thing, uh, the movie theaters simultaneously with HBO Max. Um, side note, Warner Brothers also recently made an agreement with Cineworld to go back to theater-only releases starting in 2022. So I guess the big... And we've had this discussion a little bit in the past, so we don't have to get like deep in the weeds on this one. But do you th- believe that we are seeing a shift in the movie-going experience, or will all this end after the pandemic? I mean, I think there's a shift for sure. Um, I just don't think we know how significant that shift is, right? And how long it's going to take for the like balance to go back to movie theaters. Right. Like to me, there is still something about going to a theater yeah the like communal experience like yeah the, like to me like endgame was one of the coolest experiences i've ever had in a theater yeah. because it was just like when the portals opened everybody was like oh shit yeah, like, we're so clapping awesome. we're yelling we're all crying oh good but times i was, I was crying but like I, like there's just something about those big type movies like yeah i probably don't need to go see um Nomad, the father, land, you know, in a in a theater, right? Like I would probably like the likelihood of me actually watching it at home versus a theater. I'm gonna watch it at home. So like I think some of those movies it makes sense, but like to me, there's always a place for the big summer, you know, blockbusters and yeah. Marvel movies and and that type stuff. So that that transitions perfectly into my next bullet point. And like I said, this might be a bigger conversation that we can continue. Uh, later because this is we're running you know super long already um, but I listened to a clubhouse the other day humble flex humble flex and I'm on clubhouse um, they discuss whether or not the movie industry will survive the pandemic and we've talked about this you know in the past on this podcast and uh, the clubhouse verdict was you know it will survive because of the communal experience and the, the just the movie going experience overall Um but they did bring up a point that small, independent, low-budget movies will more, 
most likely take the biggest hit, especially with the trajectory Netflix is going where they just bought, you know, knives out for four hundred and fifty million dollars. They're they're becoming more of a brand instead and they do have especially with them doing the movie a week, they do have a little bit more flexibility where independent movies can yeah. go. But more and more, it seems like they want the big movies. They want the big yeah, name. It's gonna be a mix, movies. right? Yeah. So I guess the I, I think it's a fun question. Um, where do those small, independent, low budget movies go? Um, do we think that once the movie theaters bounce back, they'll survive there? Do they go to a streamer? Do they go to something completely new where it's a streamer specifically for those independent movies? I don't know. It's something interesting to th- uh, to think about. Yeah. Maybe it's a bigger conversation, but yeah, to me, I just think they they're gonna go to they're still gonna go to the Amazons and Netflixes and those other the streamers world. and people like you're. They're still probably gonna see, have more people seeing your movie if you do that than if you put it in a theater. Yeah, like you're probably not getting many because people you're saying still, the if they do the movie they'll still lose out to the Avenger movie, the Star yeah. Wars movie. Yeah, right, right. And like people, but if you're just sitting at home scrolling on Netflix and you see a movie, like you're probably like, oh, I got a couple hours I can watch. So like to me, I think they'll have more people see their movie, and then the more people that see it, it's gonna get more internet buzz, and yeah. it's just gonna snowball. So like, sure. I, I think the hybrid model will work, and there's still some people that will want to go see those type of movies. On, yeah, like, in like theater. that's what I was just about to say. I, I, I mean, BC obviously, but like, was it 2019 when we had that plethora of movies, and mm-hmm. like we literally in December went to it felt like a movie yeah. every weekend, and they were more of the artsy fartsy movies yeah. at Fleur Cinema. I, I want it to go back to that. I'm, oh. I'm excited for it to go back to that. So I hope that the movie-going experience doesn't dissolve the, to yeah. Marvel, Star Wars, yeah. DC. I hope we get a little bit more. So And I don't think it will. And I think movie theaters also have to adapt. One thing that I saw yeah, 100%. real quick that was like really cool was one of the movie theaters here did a March Madness like watch party. Oh really? Where like you could reserve a seat, go watch the game on big screen and then they actually had like where your a sports book was gonna be there. So you could huh. like bet. So like that is cool. If you you can adapt to certain yeah. things that yeah. you know, to do more than just and it can't be the standard ass just put in an old movie once a right. week. Right. Like I, do like events. I think different things. the event the event part is super cool and I think that would work. I also think they have to, have to, have to do something along the lines of the movie pass. Obviously, the movie yeah. pass model did not work, but they well, have like to the adapt. Stub stuff, right? Give people rewards, right? Just they have to, and I don't know what it is. That's why I am not a millionaire with this million dollar idea. But they have to do something in terms of like well, you could going into the next yeah, realm. Like, uh, Treat it like a subscription box. You pay thirty bucks a month, and you get one movie a week. Yeah. You know, and yeah, and that's essentially AMC stubs. Yeah, right. So we'll see. All right. Anything that that was that was a long segment. <laughs> Anything else on the uh, movie TV front? I don't think so. Okay, let's move it along. We got some sports. March Madness just wrapped up. I know Brandon was locked in for it. I I mean I was for the most part as well. Um. We really we could just talk about the championship and Final Four. If you have any yeah. other games that you really want to talk about, we can. Um, so Baylor beat Gonzaga eighty six to seventy in the national championship. 
Before that, the final four was Gonzaga versus UCLA. Probably one of the best games in the past 10 years. Is that safe to say? Five. The North Carolina Villanova National Championship game when Marcus Page hit that like crazy three right. and Villanova hit the three at the buzzer to win was probably the best college game of the last decade plus. Okay. But this was up there. It was a great it game. It was a great game. Great game. Uh, Suggs hit a game-winning shot in overtime, and Gonzaga beat uh, UCLA 93-90 to in overtime. Uh, just crazy. I have to admit, I was pissed at myself. I stayed up and, you know, watched fucking Houston get shitted on by Baylor, and I saw Miley Cyrus play the shitty-ass show. I, I, did you watch that? Yeah. I was going to text you and be like, this is not good, right? Did you like it? It was weird. <laughs> it wasn't bad. I just don't think her like her voice didn't sound good. Like, oh, I really? I thought it I sounded like a like, rocker lady. <laughs> the funniest shit I saw was this looked like someone that works at a Casey's in small town Iowa. I did Iowa. see that. I did see that. <laughs> the hairdo, man. That hurt my Is she chest. going for like Sharon Stone, coked out Sharon Stone in Casino? Because that's what that's, it felt like that's to me. That's not a brain you want to try to get into. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, right. It was weird. It was just... Why did she do like different people's songs? Like it's cool. but like, She did Queen. She but that's did what she did for the Fleetwood Super Bowl. Fleetwood Mac. Just, Remember uh, she was doing that shit for the Super Bowl. We were like, like, was that, it a pre-show? Yeah, yeah. It just, it just didn't do it for me. I, I was like, she started. She came out and did a couple Queen songs, and I was like, are they like from Indianapolis? Right. I was so. And they're definitely like, not. They're oh, from no, England. No, they're doing, no, they're doing like <laughs> Stevie Nicks and like all these old rockers, and I was like, I, I know. I was so confused. Wrecking Ball. And I was like, I, I was so confused. I I don't know what's happening. Such a weird show. And then they they replayed one of the seg- like one of the songs before the national championship. I was like, weird. But uh, yeah. So I stayed up for that, and then of course I start dozing off in the best game of fucking in in a long time. So so annoying. But uh, like I said, Baylor beat uh, Houston. 78 to 59, not really a game. I was really hoping that would have been a good game. I, I Yeah, that was disappointing. My sister goes to Houston. I was kind of rooting for Houston, but same. Um, I don't know. Um, how'd your bracket do overall? I did four. Yeah. Um, I had Gonzaga in Houston in most, and then Gonzaga and Baylor in the other. Um, I had Illinois, and I think I did two, and I think I picked – Illinois in both of them, maybe. That's unfortunate you for hate, you. You hate to see it, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I had Texas in the Final Four was probably my worst pick since they went out in the first round. But, you know, Final Four, Elite Eight, I was good. I just, you know, some of those upsets. You just Overall, it was a great – like It was a fun tournament, but it wasn't – I don't know. I don't know if it's because there wasn't fans and, like, there wasn't that yeah, energy. That's fair. It didn't feel like there was a ton of, like, big last-second shots besides, like, the Suggs three. Yeah. Like, there were definitely some, like, upsets. Like, yeah, no, there I, were. I love, a, I love the upsets. There were a ton of upsets, but it was, like, upsets that were, like, the team that upset was, like, in control most of the game. So it yeah. didn't feel it wasn't as like big a, of an upset. Right. Still, still, you know, Yo, fun, fun to have March Madness back. back. Like it, it was great. Let me tell you, I watched every fucking game. Yeah, right, right, same. Um, Didn't help that Iowa shit the bed in this round of thirty-two. Yeah. What did you have a favorite storyline from this year? I guess favorite storyline. Um, the Oral Roberts storyline was pretty cool. Um, 
That dude, do you think those two studs on that team are NBA players? No. No? No. Okay. Um, Trying to think if there's another, like, good story. I mean, the Baylor one is pretty freaking cool. They were, right. like, when Scott Drew was hired, I mean, they were one of the worst Power 5 basketball schools right. in America. So that was. I saw Iowa State Twitter say, we should have gave Steve Prom more time. Do you agree? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, probably better than TJ, but, you know. Who Uh-oh. am I to say? Uh-oh. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Oh, the, Loyola, they kept doing their thing. Sort of. And then they and got then they, beat by Oregon State. And then they got State. shit on, like, yeah. I mean, Oregon State was kind of that a That game cool was so line. bad, too. Oh, oh my was, God. Like, watching, it's like 14 to 15 at halftime. I'm like, two-way high school Christ. basketball. Right. At least there but was the, a shock. The crazy part is Loyola looked really good the the yeah. couple games before that. I don't know. Yeah, I, so I, I don't know if there was, like, one big, huge storyline. Um, right, right. I mean, Jawan Howard back at Michigan's a p- pretty cool That was cool. cool. I mean, Gonzaga being undefeated to shit it in the yeah, last that was game, the that was cool. Yeah, yeah that was the storyline. Gonzaga undefeated. Trying I'm to just so surprised that it wasn't a better game in the championship. I just think Gonzaga was t- – I think UCLA took it out of Right. Them. I mean, that's a lot And they played a perfect fucking game, UCLA. Yeah, they did. I mean, UCLA was – I bet against them every fucking game, <laughs> starting with the first four. I had Michigan State, and Michigan State had them beat, and then the second right. half just couldn't do anything. How about uh, the uh, – what was his name? Campbell, right? Tiger? Yeah. I Did Did you know he was from Iowa? Yeah. I did not know that Yeah. until they said that uh, pregame. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. No, that UCLA, team, that UCLA team is a lot of fun to root for. Yeah. And there's just something about that UCLA blue jersey – it's Hell a yeah. sexy jersey. Sexy jersey, baby. Those are those are the pretties. <laughs> I love it. Good old March Madness. It was it was good to. It was a lot of fun to, to have back. back. Crazy that it's basically now been a year of COVID because that was like the that first, was the first real one big to fall. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Crazy man. We're living in a new world. Yeah. I'm just. It was cool they did it all in Indianapolis. I thought that was cool. I, there's just you need the fans because when the underdog hits a shot and is like winning. Right. And you like all of the fans that are there, you can right. tell are starting to root for the underdog. Like, there's just something about that feeling that just gets yeah. the blood pumping. Yeah, without fans, I mean it. It doesn't take away momentum, but it kind of does. Yeah, in a way, kind of does. Right. Yeah, it's kind of weird. All right. Um, the next little tidbit. Uh, the MLB is moving the 2021 All Star Game out of Atlanta. The game will be played in Colorado now, right? Yep. Uh, Major League Baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all Americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box. That's the quote from Rob Manfred. Um, do you respect Smoove? I, I respect the hell out of it, to be honest. I have mixed feelings. Okay. I like the principle. Yeah. Everyone should be able to vote. But like, moving it to Colorado? Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Moving it out feels... Because you're just punishing the people of Georgia at this point. Lawmakers don't like they don't give a shit. Make a point, like whatever. But like the small businesses that are around the Atlanta suburbs or around where the Braves play that were like gearing up for the All Star game and having a bunch of people there, like that's who you're hurting in this. But do you think though that I mean, just for instance, um, you know, the MLB did this, and I follow a lot of like screenwriting, filmmaking people. Um, I've seen multiple directors say they won't they won't shoot another um, movie in Georgia. Do you think like the cumulative effect of this will hit the pockets and wake up some of the right people? 
I mean, do you think that it'll eventually I don't think help. those people are going to care. Yeah. I mean, it's fucked up those people what are they about, did, it's I about, personally think. It's about power. Like, yeah. that's what it is. They know that if a certain demographic of people vote in certain ways, they're not going to be in power. And so they're trying to restrict it. So, like, there needs to be a message in it. I just don't know exactly how to – like, to me, you could have almost done the game – and then maybe as a part of the game, you're also going to do a big voter like sign-up drive and get voters registered to vote. And you're going to raise money for um, organizations that are all about supporting the ballot box and being like getting people to vote. Mm-hmm. So like I, I think there was things they could have done that made a huge impact that they could have marketed, that they could have actually helped people in Georgia sure. to help override that system that is being voted on and put in place right. and get some of those people out. So I, I just, I think they could have, I, I don't know. It's a hard line because you want to send the message. I get that. Right. But I think you, I don't know if you help the people of Georgia by doing this. Right. Yeah, it's uh it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um all right, anything else for sports? Or shall we keep it rolling? No, I think we're good. All right. Let's get into a little bit of music. So the Grammys happened. Did you watch the Grammys? I did not. We have it recorded. Okay. Um, but I still It was a decent... I watched the WAP performance. <laughs> that That was crazy. Listen, folks. Then... I'm as liberal as it comes. That's a hard watch. They were scissoring up there on screen on national TV. Gotta love it. I do. I will say Megan the Stallion. Whew, but I will say, I will say the winner performance of the night. Do you know what I'm about to say? Yeah, Dua Lipa. Oh my god, Leo DiCaprio biting the fist, gift, bro. <laughs> that. Oh my god. I still Jesus. haven't even seen it. Whew. Yeah, I was sweating after that one. Uh, it was. A, it was a good. It was a pretty good show. Um, we'll briefly go over just the general categories and then hip hop cuz I'm the hip hop guy. If you want to do your country shit off off top if you know him, you I can. I don't even know. Um I'll just reel it off real quick. Best new artist went to Megan the Stallion, Record of the Year, which I still don't know the difference between <laughs> Record and Song of the Year, but Record of the Year went to Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish. Song of the Year went to I Can't Breathe by her. And let's just say um the Grammys has a thing for her. I think she's won like two or three years in a row now um, for really a song that probably should have lost. I think there were some bigger songs on there. Number one, The Weeknd wasn't even fucking nominated, which is a travesty. But anyway, uh, the album of the year went to Folklore by Taylor Swift. Best rap performance went to Savage by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. Best melodic rap performance went to Lockdown by Anderson Pack. Best rap song went to uh, Savage by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. And best rap album was King Disease by Nas. All right, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Record of the year goes to The Performer. The Performer. Song of the year goes to The Songwriter. Oh, okay. There you go. I'll have to remember that one. Probably won't remember. Next year I'll be the same thing saying I don't remember this. But <laughs> well, I'll uh, Google it again. We'll Google it again. Uh, so, so, yeah. Um Honestly, it's a travesty. The weekend wasn't nominated, and uh, another great performance was uh, Silk Sonic, Bruno, and Anderson Pack. I'm telling you, once COVID drop like is done, we have to go see that tour. Yeah, yeah that it will be, be insane. That song, I love that song. That's good, that song. Such a great song. Um, like I said, Dua Lipa, mm, me likey. 
And that was uh, that was it from the Grammys. You'll have to check it out, and yeah, yeah. you have to tell I've us. Got my girl Taylor won. Yeah, yeah. Folklore was very deserving. That was that was cool for sure. And our last tidbit of the night. This is part music, part TV. Um, a multi-part documentary series about Kanye West has been sold to Netflix for thirty million dollars. The series reportedly has been more than twenty years in the making. Apparently, it will touch on Ye's early rise, the death of his mother, Donda West, his fashion work, and his 2020 presidential run. What do we think about this? Are you, will you watch it? Uh, Number one, it, it feels a little all over the place. Will it be like, like, did you watch the Biggie documentary? No, not yet. Okay, it, that's actually that really good. good. That one was more of like his friends, like just yeah. filming. So I'm wondering if it's that where he's like just has a camera on him the whole time. Because no way, 20 years ago, a yeah, film crew was like, yeah. let's make a documentary about Kanye. Uh, Kanye's I mean, self conscious inter- enough that he might always have a camera on. Yeah, him. that's what I'm saying. It'll be an interesting documentary. It's just, why are I'll they going to end it with the 20? Like, he's not dead. Like, there's more to his life so i don't know why they're gonna end it now you know what i mean like it's weird uh i I hope he gets the 30 million dollars deferred so you know (laughs) half of that ain't going to to miss kim is that official though i think so because i i haven't seen anything because normally when something big like that happens kim always puts out like a like a note on her ig i think they're working through the lawyers yeah yeah whatever that that that's just that's a that's a relationship plagued by fame that's all i can relate what it what it looks like from the outside looking in at least the one thing i will say that i would really like to see is the my beautiful dark twisted fantasy sessions that would would, be cool that would be cool so that would be cool yeah so we'll see um i mean i'm sure it's years in the making and it won't be out for a while but who knows and uh that is our show tonight. Do you have anything else? Any final words, young Brandon? I don't think I do. It's been a minute. It's been fun. Um, we'll have to if if you're if you're want to do the Oscar podcast, we'll have to watch yeah, we'll the movies the and do an Oscar podcast. That'll be fun. Yeah, I have my list. I have my list that I need to watch. Fair enough. Fair enough. Slow and steady. Getting there. Slow and steady. Twenty twenty one is picking back up. There's a little bit of hope. I'm half vaccinated right now. Not a boy. Let's go. So, yeah, um, I think that's it. I'm Trey Alessio, the Dawn of Entertainment, alongside oh Brandon. <laughs> that a boy? That that's my name? No. Uh, I, oh boy, I don't remember what my catchphrase is this year. Oh yeah, something about thriving. I think. I think it's yes. we thrive. But I'll, I'll let you. I'll uh. let. I'll let you build up to it. <laughs> All right. Again, Trey Lestio, the Dawn of Entertainment, alongside Brandon Ogden, the Costlieri. This is Are You Entertained? And we'll be back for more. Go thrive. (laughs) That's (laughs) definitely not it. All right, y'all. Peace.